No, you pay for it. Oh, yeah. Wow. And there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe I've Said Too Much, the woman of internet podcast. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you that didn't hear the talk beforehand, that's going to make no sense. I am your guide, Mike. And good luck with this one. I am joined this evening by my good friends, uh, Mr. Izzy Swain and uh, Joel Crofherd. Uh, and we also have a special guest this evening, uh, Jesse of I Jessup. And uh, she is not a woman, she is the woman as a record. <laughs> Matter of record. So, uh, welcome everyone to the show. Welcome uh, my my fellow hosts and provocateurs. Do we start this over is now? The part, this is the part <laughs> where you start talking. I just I'm just wondering if you're going to start over and really record. That's what episode. I got. <laughs> okay. Wow. Hi guys. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I think it was pretty good. Joel, what have you been up to? I, uh, uh, well, I, t- <laughs> I, I, I'm just a girl uh, in the world, and <clears throat> so um, it's, what have I been doing? Uh, my laser is down. Uh, oh no! Yeah, you broke Izzy. No, I, 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 I didn't. I mean, I haven't turned it on for a month because we've been busy prepping for other things. Sounds and about I, right. And I, and I powered it on, and and I won't. Uh, I won't say anything about the country of origin, but I am unthrilled at the current results. Hmm. Uh-oh. So, hmm. so, um, but yeah, so that's, uh, we, you know, we're doing the thing. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're in full production mode. I got uh, two new people in the shop. Rock on. And like nice. I mentioned, they're brand new to this whole idea of, uh, one's an IT graduate. The other one is worked, uh, in, uh, like railroad logistics. So I'm fine if the computer crashes or a train comes to the building. Um, otherwise, I'm teaching them how grits actually get finer the higher the number. That's where we're starting off at. Nice. Oh God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, no. It's 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 actually really it's really fun. Believe it or not, it's actually that that's that's kind of fun to do pass on the craft yes if you will um i'm still trying to get over the the fact that izzy tortures me every single time we do a show for an intro and then when i do it he goes uh can we do this again (laughs) i'm not trying to be a jerk here or anything but that wasn't the real one was it (laughs) you don't have to try you just are uh, it comes natural we've got to keep our standards what (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, hey Jesse, Izzy, what you been Jesse? up to? Oh my God, who the hell is? <laughs> All right, so uh, Jesse, <laughs> <laughs> what you been doing? <laughs> wow. Well, I'm I'm back in Boston, so that's um that's fun, I guess. And uh, I'm going to Maker Fair this weekend in New York. So that'll be interesting. I did actually make a project um, 
I, I had like four projects and I was like, oh, this is so exciting. I'm going to make all of these things. And um, then I went into the shop and started them and they were terrible. And I ended up making something completely different. Um, but it's finished. I'm just waiting for some sunlight in this very dreary week we've been having so I can take some photographs and Don't you have like a, a day. tropical storm hanging off your coast there? Yeah. Mm. It's supposed to hit this weekend or on Saturday. Mm. Oh, perfect. In, right in right when I'm in New York. Yep, it's supposed to hit New York, too. It's a it's a hurricane devastating Puerto Rico at the mm -hmm. moment. It's supposed to be up your way in, um, on Saturday. So in other news, I'm not going to New York on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie M, anyway, Auntie M. I'm looking oh at the uh, I'm looking at the European model right now, and it has uh, it has it hitting New York on Saturday. So I hope that I hope that doesn't happen, and I hope that the Maker Fair is awesome. Jesse. I just wish the European model would stop smoking. <laughs> <laughs> How else will people know it's cool? Right. 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 I'm a big fan of the vape myself. I like the uh, so um yeah you would be the big cloud. Um you know I like to uh, I like to fill the car up to the point where it gets dangerous and then go really fast. So yeah, that explains a lot. Me about and my little actually. red vape pen driving down the interstate. So so uh, Mike, what have you been doing, man? Um, wait wait stop. Can you hit the who oh, yeah, button for me, quick? <laughs> Oh my God! Who the hell cares? Oh, so much better. We're good. No, seriously, what are you? Been um, I've been, uh, you know, just doing a thing. So mostly, yeah. No, I've been, uh, you know, working. Uh, we've got a bunch of new guys starting on my team, so that occupies a lot of time. Um, I've been having allergy problems, so that occupies the rest of my time, because I basically just walk around. You know, with with the devastation that you do to trees and cutting them up into little projects, maybe they're just they deserve their retribution, shit. and I allow them to have it. But, yes. Yeah, that's uh no, just uh you know busy, busy as always. I've got a couple of um, I started a headboard thing, uh, and doing the footboard at some point for my bed. So we're gonna be uh, my wife found another picture on pinterest so i am just uh <laughs> i'm just doing that now and then uh, after that i'm gonna sell every tool i have because i saw her last night looking at other pictures on pinterest <laughs> so <laughs> but anyway so that's you know just oh, been that's awesome doing that stuff mostly but um we had a topic for this evening but we weren't told what it is we're already we're not even 10 minutes in yet and we're going to talk about the topic already well i don't know how, how much work? time we need for the topic since i can't be kept in the loop <laughs> for the topic it, see you're throwing me off because normally we're a half an hour into a podcast well, now we wait a minute is this topic. is he is this the thing we were talking about with letting mike go no 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 okay never mind. <laughs> we'll bring that up please we'll bring that up later <laughs> wait so um, I am going to give my zero dollar salary and extra twenty hours a week in work to <laughs> someone else. Yes, sign no, them up. No, <laughs> sign them no. up. We're going to keep you. In fact, we're going to give you more work for free. <laughs> we're going to double <laughs> your salary. Gonna, yeah, exactly. You double we're going to double work. your salary. Yep. What's zero times two, kids? Jello. It's seven. <laughs> 
because reasons. Fake news. Hey, fake news. So go ahead. Hey Izzy, I'm excited to hear about what you've been up to. I thought wait, wait no. I, I mean, don't care what Mike, <laughs> Mike or Peter. Thinks. That is not me. That's Peter. It. It's really not not that. Exciting. No, seriously. I mean, we've time. already we did a whole episode as to what Izzy's been up to. So I mean, if you want to go ahead, right. go right ahead. Yeah, pretty much right. We did a half episode. True. Um, now, what you been up to? I, oh my god! Who the hell? I've been packing. It's nothing. Nothing exciting. Really, nothing at all. Uh, packing. Uh, we did. Uh, we did get a full size CNC ordered for the makerspace and the uh, Toolmasters group, which is really cool. Uh, I think we found a laser, a full size or a full spectrum laser. Um, Joel's got one for so real those, cheap right now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so those are well, that that laser's named Izzy, so I'm kind of partial to it. But right, uh, no. So it, other than that, it's pretty much just been getting ready for the trip. I'm actually pulling out of here tomorrow at around 11 30, 12 o'clock, headed for the Great White North, and uh, we'll be there for the next oh, six eight weeks before we head to Pittsfield. Now, when you say Great White North, are you heading up to Massachusetts? Because I think that's what they call it after the heroin epidemic they hit up there. <laughs> No, 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 we're, Never we're mind that. Traverse City, where there's a lot of snow. There's snow? So, not yet, but there will be, oh. now, I don't know, three, four weeks. Oh, three or four so. weeks. That's always the thing. You know Every- we're going to be doing in three or four weeks? We're going to be wondering if we should wear shorts or jeans. Ha. Huh. Hmm. Jean shorts oh. is always Jean the shorts. answer. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a pretty... Or, there's a- or you could do a Duresta style and cut your jeans off to look like capris. So. Yes, and wear camouflage Crocs. Is that a thing? I, that's I'm telling you. That's what yeah, he does. He has them. Yeah. Not seen that. I have. I oh, think I, if I did see it, I think I probably took the blue pill so I could forget it immediately. Anyway, shout shout out to our brother Jamie. He's out in California right now doing some really cool stuff that uh, the whole nation's going to get. To yeah, see, he got so to meet really my fun. sister. Yeah, that's, that's the right. cool thing he's doing out there. No, he was yeah, at that- uh, Melrose Trading post thing anyways yeah. he tweeted that he yeah. was there so i sent a message to my sister i'm like go say hi to jimmy and she's like it costs six dollars to get in there so i literally paypal'd my sister six dollars so that she would go and say hi to jimmy and then what happens i get a text message from my brother it's a photograph of jimmy and emily nice I'm like really <laughs> that's what my six dollars got me but anyways <laughs> yeah so now he, he's he's met he's met three of us i think you've just yeah. described foreign aid <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So anyway, um, that's that's what's been going on. Nothing nothing exciting. Um, next week, all the excitement starts. So check out Instagram. There will be massive amounts of posts and stories and all that stuff of what's happening, what's going on, all the craziness and madness that's about to ensue. I will make sure to hold on to this uh, sound effect for at least that long. Yes, you should. But that's what's going on. Yeah. So I'm still dying to know the the topic. I, 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 there's, oh my! There's God. a part of all my right, brain fine. that wants to move past this, but then there's all the rest of it that doesn't. All right, let me preface this with a little bit of a backstory. So we were struggling on a topic tonight. I, I sent a message to um, Jesse and asked her, and back and forth for a while. We said, "All right, whatever." So I, the idea from my idea was just to talk about discovery tonight, and let me tell you what I mean by that. Um, I get asked a lot, and I, I mean an awful lot. What kind of tools should I buy? I'm just starting out in woodworking. 
And I mean, I, it's an honest question, but it's a question I hate because he's like, well, what kind of woodworking are you going to do? I mean, you may need a handsaw and a hammer or you might need a CNC machine and you know, every fancy tool under the under the earth, depending on what you want um, to really accomplish. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about discovery, like what kind of things, you know, talk about what, you know, maybe each of us take a little turn and talk about what interested us and how we started um, and kind of how we discovered our thing in in the you know genre of you know fabrication or woodworking or making or or whatever and i thought that would be an interesting topic for i like to tell people that uh, when they ask me that question there's this uh there's this company they're you know they're mostly cheap they sell things um you can get them online and retail Uh, but if you're going to start off it's the place to go it's called festool and so if if, and it's only if you're just getting started out i mean this is this is the low end you know you you want to uh you're gonna want to invest in better stuff later on but i would start with festool hey hey mike yes don't you uh don't you do second mortgages i'm very aware i'm just saying there might be a correlation between your advice and the fact that all right yeah, I would just say that the, you know, start with Festool, um, and then, you know, at some point you can upgrade. All right, for those of you who aren't, um, are just getting into woodworking and listening, ignore everything he just said. You better not. <laughs> I think we, just as a general do. rule, ignore everything yeah, it, that any basic. of us says. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well. hold on one second. <laughs> I know we asked you to be a guest. <laughs> This is my second time here. I'm not a guest anymore. That's true. You are the woman, but you are not allowed to discount everything I say because I say a lot of ridiculous things. And if people start to believe that none of that is true, I don't know what the world has to to gain. Yeah. Uh, Izzy, I've got my finger on the button. I'm not going there. I'm just going to put... I, I, I zipped it. We're good. Well, so, um, um, I, you, Jesse, I mean, you were kind of um, just rebuilding or building up the last time we kind of talked to you. So this is probably a very easy question for you. Rebuilding or building up? Yeah. When, you were, when we first talked, you were just kind of starting off doing um, videos and projects and you had some it was not that long ago you know i've been doing this for two years no i understand but you were you were talking about starting up from going to i'll play the i'll play yeah. the podcast well i have she, it. no she, that's she, good because i can't she, remember what we talked about we didn't talk about that <laughs> and, and to be fair we recorded four different podcasts before well, we that's why i couldn't so. remember i was like izzy did we talk about she this was, i can't remember did was, that part air she was just a girl back then, but now yeah. she's a woman. She's grown up so much since then. Oh, she's, she's got so the much. wool. She's got the wool pulled over your guys' eyes. Wow, I feel so. so okay, well, I'm sorry that my segue was terrible. So um, I forgive you. Yes, you don't have to tell us. But but how to but build Mike up does have shop. a point. Je- Jesse, you do a lot of projects that are limited tools. What, yes. What what is your thoughts on that? Do you do you have a do you do you find yourself uh, wanting more? Are you happy with the battery powered, um, you know, s- skill saw slash jigsaw kind of thing going on? Well, there's there's a couple of things that are going on. The first one I think is the most important that people always discount is um, limited uh, limited tools are fine if you have limited skills. 
I mean, everyone is like, oh, I'm going to buy a table saw and I'm going to, you know, buy the reciprocating saw, which are like the two things that everyone knows. Um, but, you know, I, I have a very limited skill set. And um, for me, using a, uh, using a circular saw, using uh, an orbital sander and a drill, like, that suits me pretty well. And then I just started using the jigsaw um, and I, I like it all right. It's, it, it feels like it, I should be doing a lot better job than I am, but I'm just going to lay the blame on me for that. Um, but I, I think that when you first start out, it's a constant problem where you always want to have everything you need and you know it's like when you when you're getting ready to go back to school you buy 7,000 pencils for the year and it's like just buy a pencil use it and then be like you know what I don't like this brand I'm going to try something else so you don't need to outfit your entire shop for everything that could ever be made just think what is the first thing I'm going to build what tools do I need for that build and then get those and go from there. Good words. And we're done. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this All right. Has been a so, so get some <laughs> festival and a pencil and, <laughs> and a woman. But not too many pencils. But don't spend too much money on the pencil. No. Does festival <laughs> make pencils? Probably. They probably yes. cost like $90. That's got to be a market. I'm, I, what's the German word for pencil? Hold on. Google, tell me. <laughs> I hope it's something terribly filthy. I know too. the German word for eraser. I either heard or made up that the word for fork was gobble. So that's the word for asparagus is spagel. I hope it is. I, I can tell you that ambulance, unlike every other one, which is like ambulance, like in Italian, is is kraken wagon in German. <laughs> This is only, God, German. Only words I know I'm, in German I'm sure are it's pronounced Kraken Wagon, too. German exactly so like that. Kraken Wagon. And let me apologize to Frank because I think he listens to this, but German is just, it's just a hard sounding language. So, pencil, if you were to buy one from Festool, would be called a Bleistift. Yes, Bleistift. That's I'm it. sure that's how that. you say it, but I, I said Bleistift because I'm American <laughs> and I do everything in America. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm moderately no. German. Because I am a terrible, terrible person, and I only am worried about myself. Yeah, ich nur ein bisschen Deutsch. That's you should you should wipe with the left hand. <laughs> I always liked German because they make a lot of sh sounds, which are easy for me. Oh, <laughs> Bleistift. <laughs> Bleistift. Bleistift. This is my friend, Stephanie. So, <laughs> so that's, um, yeah, that's a, uh, that's, I mean, at, at the very least, we finally put some useful information in a podcast. So <laughs> you happen to be walking through Germany and you need a pencil. This is the way you would say it. So. And I think we really probably can wrap this podcast up. So, I think we helped a lot of people today. I think we're just doing the Lord's work here. Is all we're doing, <laughs> people. So, um, all right. So, uh, Jesse, you ever have one the, of those moments? Thanks for the the help on my last question. I appreciate you basically You're shitting welcome. all over me and then answering anyway. It's what I'm known for. I. <clears throat> was going to make a German joke just now, but that's just not going to happen. 
so there, there are people who make the German jokes about the German I, I, stuff. I don't know why, but I find myself holding back from saying a lot of things during this podcast. Yeah, I don't... Uh, <laughs> if you guys... If, if you could put a microphone in my brain, I'd be fired no. from every job I'd ever have from this point forward. We already talked about microphone placement earlier. We did, which, by the way... Mm does not come out the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes in. It does. <laughs> right. So easily, too. That's uh, too so, much. So, Izzy, do you have, do you, since you brought the topic, and I'm going to... No, I, I, I do, but I kind of wanted to hear what you guys had to say before I, before I jumped in. Well, and then it, Mike, it, go. It, I run a professional kind of, shop, it, so I have a completely different answer. It was, um, you know... Uh, akin to something Jesse kind of had touched on. So I'm, I'm to see what you guys had to say before I throw my um, two cents out. In the here's, world. here's my recommendation. And, and this is going to be the best advice you're ever going to get. Um, <laughs> and that's not just because it's coming from me. And, and it, Joel just laughed. And when I'm done saying this, he's going to go, damn it. The, the kid was right. Um, but even though you're younger than me, so the, <laughs> the best thing to do is if you, if you can, and I don't know how you pick this, but you should do this. Have a father who is also a woodworker. Oh, good. So point. if you now, I don't know what adoption rules are like in Germany, or even what the German word is for that. Let me see here, adoption. But so, if you can have a, a father who is a woodworker, you can get tools that you don't have to pay for that are always available um and typically there's some pretty new stuff in there if your father happens to be a professional now if you don't have a father who uh, is a woodworker or have a father um because you know science but you can then find friends who are woodworkers who might have tools they will lend you um you can also go to flea markets and Craigslist and a thousand other places and start by buying tools that are used. Um, that way you can get the feel for a tool without the expense of having to pay for a new one. Um, and then you can figure out in the crappy tool that you have what you might look for in a new one if when the time comes for you to actually invest money in that thing. So if you don't have a father or a friend, yeah. <laughs> You probably shouldn't woodwork because you're only going to make things that are going <laughs> to be suicidal. But I would just, if you don't have a father or friend or somebody, start with free or used tools. Get in as cheap as you can um, and use them as long as you can. I mean, my entire shop initially was outfitted by things my father was getting ready to throw out that needed a little bit of repair. Um, and then as I started using them, I'd get to the point where, okay, I'm going to make a lot of this thing whatever that is. And because of that, I'm going to need a better version of this thing. So then I would look out and say, okay, well, this one he's got from the 1940s. Um, you know, I want one that doesn't need hydraulic fluid, uh, you know, as a precursor. So it's, it's good to kind of set your, you know, your sights on use tools because then you, you're not terribly highly invested in stuff. Um, you can call it a hobby for a very long time. And then you can start making things very cheaply that you can then sell to buy better tools. So that would be the if if there was an entry drug um, to the Great White North, then I would say that the uh, that's probably the easiest way to get started is get in it cheap 
use the money to go out and buy better stuff. And um, Jay Bates actually said this, don't ever finance anything um, unless you get to the point where, you know, if you're a, you know, an Izzy or a Joel and this is, you know, your job, um, sometimes you have to make investments. But if you're just a hobbyist, use money that you make selling things to buy better tools and buy used cheap garbage until you can get to that point. It'll save you a ton of headache. I have a question about that, actually, because I think I think that it's really great to buy used tools and to, you know, get as much life out of a single tool as possible. But if you're brand new, you've never used a table saw, you don't know what you're looking at. Do you suggest that a person who has never used a table saw buy a used table saw? I think that a person who has never used a table saw should start by not buying a table saw. You, you should be you should be using homemade track saws and you know all kinds of nonsense and hand tools as much as possible. A table saw is a, I mean we talked about this a little bit in our last episode. That is a that is a murder box you know for people who don't know how to use it. So yeah. you got to get real comfortable with spinning metal things before you you know get to the point but where I you mean, have giant even, lasers. Even so, like you know if you're if you if you don't know like if you've never driven a car before. Mm-hmm. Would you suggest buying a used car from someone you don't know off Craigslist? I mean, that's that's I'm I'm just kind of wondering because I don't know a lot about tools. But if I were to buy something um, off Craigslist or whatever, and I go to look at this machine, I have a very tiny bit of knowledge about at least what it should look like, mm-hmm. and you know, if if it you know falls over because it only has three legs, and you know things like that. Like, does it turn on? Um, so if you you know, because I think that we all were buying tools when we at least had handled them before. But what about someone who has never touched a circular saw? Two words, maker space. You should, I mean, the thing is, is today there should be very, very few places where you can't get your hands on and use beforehand a tool. I know Mm -hmm. here where I live, um, Lowe's and Home Depot uh, have all kinds of classes where they'll bring you in there and show you how to use their latest, you know, Cryobi or whatever stuff that they've got on on display, and they'll you know you can play with the tools you know in these workshops and stuff. So, I mean, there's all kinds of tools and you know opportunities to be able to figure things out before you get actually into it. But, I mean. You know, the used car analogy, when my daughter was first driving, I bought her a 2000 Honda Civic because, you know, if she beat it to death and, you know, didn't know how to operate it properly, I didn't care. You know, where I I wouldn't put her in a brand new um, Lambo, <laughs> you know what I mean? So to get her, yeah. get her out there kind of trying. So I would, and again, I mean, that's kind of my advice. I understand what you're saying because, you know, if you have somebody who's, I mean, if you're brand new, like, you know, you... You don't. You just learn to spell the word tool. Um, you should get your hands on something in some sort of supervised fashion before you get out there and do stuff. I don't know a single maker or a single carpenter or a single anybody who just woke up and came into this. Everybody came into it through yeah. somebody or something where they they were able to get their hands on things beforehand. You know what I mean? So. 
Now that may not always be the case. I mean, you know. Yeah, but. I do actually know uh, um, one of my kids at the restaurant, and uh, he has never made anything, um, but there are a lot of people in his family who can help him out, so he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But he got really excited at the idea of making his own furniture, and he's like, I don't own any tools. I'm like, everyone in your family owns tools. Like, half of them are carpenters. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it was an interesting thing because, um, you know, like um, Joel was saying before about having new people and talking about sandpaper grit and, you know, what what the numbers mean and how fine does it go. And I forget sometimes that that is not a general common knowledge that you know a, t- a 220 is a finer grit than a than a 120 120 yeah mm-hmm. um I, I forget because that's just something that i've known from the time i could walk and i walked into the garage and picked up sandpaper and just started sanding all the furniture um but you know not everyone has that so it's 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 always interesting to me to think of the person who comes in with absolutely zero knowledge. Um, I actually, I took a jewelry making class last winter and uh, we get to use the super fine grit sandpapers there. And um, there were five of us in the class and two of them didn't know about the the different grits of sandpaper. They'd never used it before. So just, just kind of an interesting, interesting idea that some people have never been in this world at all. Yeah, but you're then then you're alluding to the fact that I can't point at people and laugh and make fun of them, and it's just what's the point of having experience? Oh, I I would never say don't point at people and laugh. That is that is well, one of the joys of my life. You shouldn't point at people and laugh. We talked about that. Well, that, it's it's only when they're not looking. I only do it behind their backs. What do you think I am? Some kind of monster? Exactly. I'm not a savage. <laughs> I'm not rude. I am a woman, you know. (laughs) By the way, in today's day and age, I could be talking about myself all of a sudden. You know why? I'm gender fluid. Mm -hmm. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, internet. (sighs) I don't want to think about your gender fluid. Oh, me neither. (laughs) I just threw up in my mouth. All right, you guys finish this out. I got to go lay down. I can't recover from that. (laughs) You went there. I, no, oh. I did not. But. Joel, Joel, yeah, so what's your, how would you get? What's it, your two cents? How would you get into being gender fluid? <laughs> how would I get in? Uh, word in edgewise? Uh, I would. Uh, I I would I would tell you some of the same things. I think used tools are excellent places to be. Um, you're going to have to do a little research. Like, I'm a big believer in kind of knowing the thing you're going to do. If I pick, if I want a new drill system, like, uh, like if I'm picking DeWilt over, you know, uh, Milwaukee or something else, um, I want to know everything about that before I walk into the store. Never, (laughs) especially now, because, you know, you pinch pennies when we're trying to make a little bit of money. Um, do I go into the store and look at the displays and say, oh, well, that one's red and gray. I really want that one. So it, it begins kind of like researching. Like if I want a table saw, I, I'm going to go and I'm going to look at the the lineup that Lowe's has, the, the lineup that Home Depot has, the lineup that Ace has. And I'm going to look at all those things and what's on Amazon and where things are and 
why is one price differently than the other and am i gonna am i gonna then learn you know the difference between a contractor saw and a hybrid saw and a cabinet saw you know by the end of that i should have a pretty good idea of what i'm doing with either either buying used because I'm smarter than the average bear at the beginning or by new. And I've already figured out that, you know, maybe rigid has a better warranty than whatever. Um, I don't know if it does, but, but I, I would go into buying any large tool purchase with a, a modicum of research because it's, it's just, you, you walk in, you feel better about your purchase. Like I've made this decision. I'm not, I'm not making something because the display looks better. I'm I've I've come to the conclusion through good reason and thought. So so yeah, so use tools, a little bit of research, um buy what you need when you need it. Um there's nobody's going to feel bad if you don't have a pin nailer and then now you're putting some sort of small accent piece onto something. And you're like, oh, this would work really well if I just had a pin nailer. And you go out and you buy a pin nailer for 40 bucks. That's how you kind of amass, I hope, that's how most people amass a collection of tools. Is that they, they, they went out and they said, oh, I could use this for my next project. Or they do it by hand, whatever that thing is. And then they, then they go, oh, wow, now I know why pin nailers exist right or whatever it is um so then they then they go okay so the next thing on my shopping list is going to be a 45 five dollar pin nailer so those are the two things that i would say are are you know or three things um use tools doing the research to figure out what tools you you want to get when you need it and then doing the projects either by hand or if you need some sort of you know, automation like a pin nailer versus driving in nails by hand. Or a laser. Then, or a laser, right? Um, now, I will say that there is some exception to the rules. So I went about it slightly differently. Instead of buying a, a crappy uh, cabinet saw or ca a crappy, like, portable saw or or contractor saw, I saved up and scraped all my little nickels together and I researched the hell out of table saws and I said, I want a Powermatic 66. I said, you can pick them up used. It was around, I don't know what I actually spent, but I think it was about 800 or $900. And this is a saw that, that knowing what I know about it because I did the research will last me forever and because of how it's built it's a safer thing so the the only caveat is if you're getting into those things that that where you want to be more accurate or you want to start at a different level um where maybe you want to start making with you know box joints or you want to start doing the fancier things or maybe you've watched your hundredth video or or you've gone through the whole catalog of Jay Bates and you see his progression from using crappy two by fours to using hickory and walnut and things like that. And you're like, Oh, well I could skip the crappy Andoronic chairs and I could go straight for the jewelry boxes and be like, okay, that's a fine starting point. You just got to know where you start. You don't have to know how to put together a deck 
to know how to put together a jewelry box. So you could, you could say, okay, well, then I want these hand tools to do that job. I need a plane. I need a set of chisels, things like that. You got you to kind of figure out where your, your niche is going to be. Um, but on tools that are dangerous, like table saws and band saws and things like that, I think there's something to be said about going used higher end versus new cheap crap from people. I think there's, I, th- I, I have used uh, things with wobbly fences and, uh, and those machines are just inherently dangerous because they don't have the stability on them. But that's about it. Everything else, I mean, a, a, a drill is a drill. I don't care if it's corded, cordless, you know, it doesn't matter. It only matters depending on the substance, you know, if you have a regular drill or a hammer drill. Um, but, you know, that's everything else. But there are some things you just, you don't really want to be the cheapskate on. Everything else, just, you know, a screwdriver from Harbor Freight is the same as a screwdriver from, oh, I'm going to get it too, from Klein. You know, if you're not if you're not using it every single day, and that's how you make money. Well, this podcast just died. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's been fun, guys. So, Sorry, it didn't our work sponsorship. Out. So you know, so so do what you can until you can't do it, and then find a better tool for it. Um, hmm. you should you should have a whole bunch of tools by the end of a couple of years that you never touch again because you've outgrown them or or they aren't what you were looking for in the first place and and it's it's how everybody does everybody has a drawer full of things and but that your favorite stuff stays out uh so if i can be that guy for a minute um yeah be that guy uh i agree with mostly what you just said primarily because i said it first but surprise but um i would say and this is, again, it depends on everybody's different, right? Why do some people get shingles and the rest of us don't? I'm sure there's a scientific reason, but it's I just watched a commercial about shingles, so that's what I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> what are shingles? What's the German word for shingle? Never mind. We'll talk another time. Yeah. But so it, depending on where you're going to be going, I would say that there is um, – there is tremendous value in starting off buying two by fours and making Adirondack chairs. So there, there is a lot that you learn and it's cheaper to screw up pallet wood and, you know, two by fours than, Hey, I'm just going to start with a bunch of, um, quarter sawn walnut and, you know, really get into this whole thing. That's the only thing I would say is that the, uh, again, if, unless you're just, Hey, I got 30 investors here and they all got a million dollars and I'm going to open up a, giant learning setter for kids who don't read so good which um <laughs> somebody's got to get that reference but i you know it, so i, I would do. just thank you for saving me these old guys they just don't play it's well. terrible yeah but so i would uh you know I, get, if you if you get out there screw up the the cheap stuff first right i mean it's just woodworking and metalworking any type of trades anything is a is a it's a process. You don't get good at it right away, right? You just, you don't. If you're going to learn to speak German, and you should not, but you should, you have to start with, you know, how do you say pencil? And I've already forgotten. But Leistift. Exactly right. So, thank you, Jesse. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah. I'm here as your translator. <laughs> thank you. For, for our German audience. And she's doing the sign language on our podcast. So, but yeah, Britain I would just talk. say that the... Um, 
you know, screw up the small stuff first. And then, you know, when you get to the point where you're comfortable, then start melting down the big things, you know, just because yeah, you got to get the slivers in the two nope. by fours. No, nope, because that may not be the thing that interests you. I, I look at somebody like James Wright, and he's making these beautiful dovetails. And obviously, he he may have built some crappy pallet projects, although he hasn't shared them, I don't believe. But you can. I mean, there are guys that have, throughout the last 300 years, started out as apprentices in companies that don't do pallet wood projects. They started out building Windsor chairs, or they started out building beds or they started out building clock cases you know somebody's sometimes starting doesn't mean you have to start with making yard dice sometimes starting means like i'm really interested in making this thing and there's no rule saying you can't you can learn to use a chisel on in your first one's going to look like crap and probably your fifth one's going to look like crap and that's okay because all of our first through fifths or whatever it is. Or the very like last crap. one I did. Or the very last one. So so it's 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 okay that you don't have to start out. Not everybody has to make a stepping stool for their wife. Um, and why are we marrying such short women? I was just thinking the same thing, although I do, I do need to make a step stool because I can't reach anything. Hold on one second. I, I'm just going to need you to say that again, but give me one second. Hi. <laughs> she is unaware that you don't have to make things for your wife. So, but but um, but you you can start out. It and again, your tool set depends on which. If you're a jeweler, obviously you're not buying a hacksaw, right? You're buying some finer equipment, a jeweler's saw. Right, you, you're gonna want to figure out where you're where you're at, but but it's okay to, to if you want if you're like my life's goal is to make you know a Mac Cremona uh, uh, secretary desk, then you can do that. You're gonna want a lot of patience and probably a little extra wood, uh, or a what, lot nothing, of extra wood, or a lot of extra wood. Um, there are going to be some projects that that benefit the beginners more than than going to full blown French Renaissance rebirth, uh, uh, you know, uh, buffets and and uh, you know, claw ball legs and things like that where where it, these things take a lot of skill. But you can start at that level and. You may never have hit a nail on with a hammer. You just you're gonna have to understand that there's you know this you've chosen you've chosen a darker path. Hmm. So just um, get the pocket so yeah. hole jig out and just yeah just, just accept just the, dark get the pocket side. hole jig. That's right. That's right. Nobody actually nobody cares. There's there's gonna be pocket holes in the Smithsonian one day. Can I make It'll a confession? There, there already is. I, I've never made a pocket hole. Well, I've made maybe four. You've been. You said you've only been doing this two years. You have to. I've been doing YouTube videos for two years. You have to really. You have to get really to a dark, sad place before you get a pocket hole jig. I lived at the lumber mill that I worked at. She's, how how she's much on darker a and sadder right. can you get? Yeah. I I'm lived like in a... my van down by the river. No, at the uh, lumber yard, and yeah. Well, congratulations on making it all the way to this podcast. 
I feel like I've really risen in the world. It's it's the arc of success. Yes. Well, Izzy, this was your topic. I mean, uh... yeah, I, well, I think I've been, he fell I've asleep. Been, no, I'm here. I've just been soaking it all in. You know, I ag- I agree with I, all of you at some level, and then disagree with all of you at most levels. So, oh my I'm god, to... who the hell? <laughs> <is>? <laughs> So it was interesting to uh, to hear everything that everybody had to say. Well, give us I'm actually really give us all of your really, disagreements first, because no, no, that's I, I I'm going to split it up here. Um, oh, how first of all, shame on you. Yeah, first of all, don't go out and try and build a Macromona um, hutch. Just don't do it. Uh, you will you'll never would work again. You'll be frustrated and in tears, and you'll have spent a bunch of money on material and tools that you'll never use again. Don't do it. So. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I I understand what Joel's saying, and it makes sense. And here's why: because in order to, if you're getting into woodworking, if there's if you really have this interest in it, there's a reason you're interested in it. It's not, hey, I want to woodwork. It's, hey, I saw this thing I want to build, or I want to build this thing, or I saw, you know, somebody else build something I thought was really cool, and I want to build some stuff. So you have a discovery, you have an idea about what you want to do. So. And like Joel said, research is really the key to this. You know, uh, let's say you want to build some Adirondack chairs. Well, what does it take to build some Adirondack chairs? Go on YouTube, check out some videos, watch the tools that the people are using. You know, obviously, if they're using high form table saws, you're going to want to stay away from that. But, you know, do the research. And then I would absolutely disagree on this whole go buy use tool thing if you can afford high quality new tools. Buy the equipment you can afford. Buy the nicest equipment you can afford. Now, obviously, make sure the bills are paid and the kids have groceries in the in the fridge. But when using uh, used tools that are typically a little bit beat up, for instance, let's just take a skill saw as an example. Uh, you go to a pawn shop and buy a skill saw. The bed is going to be twisted. It's going to be off kilter. It's not going to be straight. So even if you're using a straight edge to run that skill saw up against, what's going to end up happening is your cut's going to want to veer off and you're going to end up with a crooked cut. In other words, it's going to wane to one edge or the other. So um, uh, when you can, if you can afford a, a nice skill saw, go buy a nice skill saw. If you can afford a nice jigsaw, go get a nice one. Um, if you can't, don't let that be the reason you're not trying, you're not building, then go to the pawn shop and get the, you know, the circular saw. Ooh, ooh, one, one thing that I want to add. If you do buy a second-hand circular saw, buy a new blade for it. <laughs> I made so many crooked cuts this weekend that I went and bought a new blade and I was like, oh, huh. I just wasted an entire day. So if you do buy use, buy a brand new blade for it. Make it happy. Yes. Yeah, I think, and I think um, yeah. what she said, uh, even if, and if you buy an inexpensive tool and not to pick on Ryobi, but the Ryobi blades that come with Ryobi need to be thrown in the trash and put a, a Diablo or something on it. That's what I have. Yay. Yep. And, um, you know, in just having an inexpensive tool by putting a decent blade on that, you can increase its performance tenfold. So, uh, and that's one of those things that you'll learn as you get into this. So pick a project that's realistically within your boundaries of starting something. Don't, I would, you know, I would really discourage you. And obviously there are some guys out there or some gals out there that have, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're going to try the Matt and you know what? If they can make it through that without, um, you know, tons of tears and crying and making a lot of toothpicks and sawdust, that um, more power to them. But well, uh, that's kind of like the fear release problem. 
where everyone wants to learn the piano so they can play this one piece that is not a, this incredibly intricate piece, but to play it beautifully is difficult. Everyone yeah. plays the first few notes and then they think that they're, you know, so great. And what happens is the world is now filled with people who have butchered this beautiful song until nobody wants to hear it anymore. If you're going to play the piano, first of all, I think we can all agree. Van Halen Baby elephant jump. walk. Oh. <laughs> if you don't start there, then you're just, you, you have just let society down as a whole. But, yeah. um, yeah. Well, you know, build, uh, play the piano, um, build something, whatever, but learn how the equipment works. And if you're starting with crappy equipment, it's going to be more frustrating because typically crappy equipment is difficult to get better results with. So buy the best you can afford. And how do you know what, in Jesse's, to answer Jesse's question, well, how do you know what to get when you're just getting started? Well, the answer is really simple. It's, it's research, like Joel said. Just that YouTube. wasn't my question. It was your question. No, my question was exactly what you were saying about buying used tools if you're a brand new person. Because how do you know? You know, you're making these crooked right. cuts and maybe maybe you could have been making straight cuts, but you didn't know that you had to check the whatever. I don't even know the lingo because I'm not a woodworker. <laughs> oh, brother. Shush it. That's some, I, we're going to eternally disagree on that. You, yes, you we made will. Some, you made some nice stuff out of wood. You're a woodworker. Have you, have um, you worked with wood? <laughs> right right is this another trap i'm falling into again yes no, just stop this, now <laughs> no i will always be right it's okay you guys can be wrong that's totally fine i don't think less of you because of it, it. is, oh, it is perfectly podcast okay is based on that and and you know we're gentlemen so we'll let you assume you're right that no, is not I true do not do so. that you are yeah. not none of you, your gentlemen you, no you, joel you're whoa, all right whoa, whoa. <laughs> see, see i was just gonna say i like i like jess can we have her on more yeah, right. Never mind. This I'm not a gentleman thing is completely. Right. I would push you into the same bushes I would push Izzy into. That's maybe I'd that, find gentlemen different than most. I just, you know. There's just, there's a lot to unpack right there. I think that's a different podcast. Yeah. No, it's this podcast. <laughs> we, sh we should do a whole podcast about that. Yeah. Probably no, not. you know, so the bottom line here is if you're getting into woodworking, have an idea about what you want to start with, have a project. If, you, okay, I want to woodwork. I'm going to start with this project. I'm going to get the best tools I can afford, and I'm going to learn how to use them. If they're used tools, I'm making sure that the beds are flat, they're square with the blade, and I'm going to learn that by watching and you know YouTube videos or reaching out there. Now, if you don't know what the best tools are for what you want to do, watch videos on how people are building that, look for the tools that they're using, and then go find tool reviews on different tools, like you know whether it's Ryobi or whether it's Milwaukee or DeWalt. Um, go look at those tool reviews and here's the one thing where we fall in a trap always look for somebody who has worked in my this is my personal prejudice i suppose who has been a professional uh, a professional will do a tool review they will not tell you it's a good tool if it's not because they've been on top that ladder when something went wrong with a tool they were using and had to go down and go replace it and go through all the bs of, of money and time <clears> loss <throat> for doing that so always trust a professional who's worked in the field for 10 or 15 or 20 years because they're not going to tell you, hey, this is a great tool if it's not a great tool. Um, you know, so that's my preface to tool reviews. But anyway, uh, so do the research. Go get the tools that you need. Learn how to use them. Pick a project that's not crazy hard, something that interests you, whether it's building a garden bench or, or 
an Adirondack chair or a blanket box or a critter box, you know, which was really cool, or a conehole table, whatever you want to build, you know, go out there and do that. And then you're going to learn to use those tools. A cutting, ask Jesse, cutting a straight line with a skill saw isn't as easy as just picking it up, drawing a line and following the line. It doesn't work that way. Lies. You have to learn. You have to learn how to use the tool. And if you're picking projects where, okay, it doesn't matter if my line's not perfectly straight, a little bit of sanding, and I'm good, you're going to be a lot better off than you are if you're trying to build, you know, uh, uh, some high form, you know, old world piece. So those are the things that I would say if you're getting started. Start your tools. Start buying tools around a project and buy the best that you can afford. And if you don't know exactly what you need, just do the research. And you should be researching it anyway. I really like Joel's, um, you know, his little piece about how, you know, he went and he, he looked at all these different saws and he, he looked at the, you know, what power does, you know, how much this has power and, you know, what kind of performance am I, can I expect from this? And, you know, he, he saved his pennies and bought a tool that would last him a lifetime. So, um, yeah, see, now that's, and again, I, 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 have said this before. I approach this that you know I, I don't do this for a living. My tools can sit in my shop for the next twenty years, never get turned on, and my mortgage still gets paid. So um, right. when I look at the the way I would do this is just I think differently. I don't when I look at used tools, I don't see every tool isn't bent to death and you know have all these problems. Right, but you you also have a father who was a woodworker and you oh, have no. some basic but, knowledge going into this. But I would say you know. that I would say that there are every person that wants to do this has someone who has given them a way in. Sure. I, I just there's there's, it, it, there's somebody around you that has some of this. There's just I, I mean and that's not going to be 100% of the time because reasons. But this is just there's, – there's going to be people that you saw do this that you know or have some connection to that – I mean, I just that, – that's just – that everybody I know – and again, I you know that's a very small sample, I understand. Um, but everybody I know that works on things knew somebody that worked on things before they started doing right. it. And my next, you'll get perfect segue into what I was going to talk about next. Now, if you're not comfortable with the tool, find somebody who knows how to use it. You know somebody who knows how to use a circular saw. You know somebody who knows a basic knowledge, at least on how to use a jigsaw. So find somebody who knows or look at maker spaces in your community or if there's, you know, Izzy Swan Studios nearby, stop by. I'm sure there's be a guy there who'd be happy to show you. Oh, yeah. So... You know, um, so those are things that you can do to get into this. And the reason I wanted to touch on this is in the last week, I've probably gotten 15 emails of people. I'm getting into woodworking. What tool should I get? I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, what do you want to build? And if you say everything to me, which is, you know, the response from time to time, it's like, uh, <laughs> stop. Well, anybody who says everything is basically just said, I want to make a YouTube channel and get really famous. So that's, well, that, that's basically all they're saying. And I'll be cynical on that. But. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would agree just, with you. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, you know, oh, I want to do what you do. Well, yeah, okay. Well, build no. furniture for forty years, and then you can do what I do. So, yeah. you know, and then, if you and want to do what like, I do, then you just you know make a lot of really crooked cuts and be poor all the time. Like, yeah, that's a lot of fun. It but is. I, a lot I, of fun. I, there's there's a big difference also between like I'll go back to my music analogy, the people who learn those first ten notes of a piece, they don't want to be a pianist. They just want to play this one piece. So. You know, I think there are a lot of people who are like, I want to get into woodworking when really what they want to do 
is just make this one thing that they saw a picture of and thought it was really cool and thought it was too expensive and thought I could probably make that myself. Their wife Which, was on Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> you son of a bitch, Pinterest. But, Sorry. Uh, in, but you I, just I made did, a really... Oh, yes, you were going to say I made a good point. I want to I hear yeah. that. <laughs> no, I, I was about to... A very valid point, yes. Yay. Could you say that slower? Now keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> and, and, and louder. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to Izzy, by the way, before the emails come rolling in. <laughs> my gosh, you played my favorite song. That's so sweet. It was my wedding Aww. march. <laughs> um, I, I did want to say one thing about, um, you know, I at this po- at this point in my life, pretty much everyone I know has tools and knows how to use them better than I do. But I will also say this is one of the few times where I will ever point out that growing up being a girl is very different. None of my friends used tools. None of my friends had ever been in a wood shop. My cousin was very upset at the idea that I was sawing wood because she was not even allowed into her dad's garage because that's where the tools were kept. So you know, I'm things I I can only assume are different from when I was that small. Well, that young. I'm still that small. I haven't grown at all. But um, there is a difference uh, when I talk to younger girls. They don't have the same kind of exposure, and even like maybe, you know, if you're a teenage boy and your friend's dad is a woodworker, you'd be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" But the relationship between a teenage girl and her friend's dad is very different from that and uh so there is not always a circumstance where there's someone you know especially if you're a young person and then i think that also one of the failings that we as girls slash women have is that once we get to a certain age we we start and i'm talking like 20 i'm not like saying oh we're so old but like there's a certain cutoff age where it's like i feel like i should already know this so i'll just never speak about it because I couldn't start from the beginning. And it's, it's a weird thing. But um, I, I think that, I think that what I'm trying to say is that if you have tool knowledge and you know a person who doesn't have any tool knowledge, you know, maybe you can make the first step and just say, hey, if you ever want to come to the shop and like poke around and build something together, like that would be really cool. Well, there's one thing that's absolutely true about true craftsmen is if you ask them a question that requires a one-sentence answer, you've booked your whole afternoon. Right. The, yeah, yeah. They, people that are passionate about what they do want to share it with anyone who will listen. So yeah. um, I've given the analogy of Samuel L. Jackson before, um, and I like to work him into this, mostly because we recited some Samuel L. Jackson before we started. Um, yeah, snakes on a plane, yeah. Or that. That's good. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, if you get to a certain age and you just haven't done a thing yet, um, don't ever let that stop you from doing a thing, whether you're yeah. a boy or a girl or yeah. a man or a woman or if you're somewhere Anywhere in between. in between. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Samuel L. Jackson yeah, is the most successful actor. His films have grossed more money than anyone else in the world. And he didn't have his first acting job until he was 45 years old. And that was after a lifetime of addiction, of heroin, cocaine, a whole bunch of other things. So he was 45 years old before he got his first acting job. He's the most successful actor alive ever. So 
Don't ever let the timing that's passed before you be the reason you don't start something right away. So Yeah, you know, I only started making YouTube videos after I turned 45, so there you go. There's no way you're 45. (laughs) That you know of. I'd be surprised if you can drive after nine without without an adult in the car. (laughs) That was actually the first time I got pulled over. It was That was one of my offenses. But yes, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I think you're more offensive. I think they let you go easy. <laughs> oh so. well, yeah. There, there were there were many reasons why I should have gotten many tickets that night. But I drive like a grandma now, so it all it all evens out. Why not a grandpa? Uh, because you, I'm you always a have girl to be so woman. gender specific. <laughs> we're not. A, we don't all have the fluidity that you have, Mike. Oh God. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay, we're making Izzy uncomfortable. The, what is that? Izzy remains uncomfortable. <laughs> he what was is, always yes. uncomfortable. Yes, yes. And if you ever come into my shop and ask about gears, be prepared to spend three months in my shop. Let me show you thirty different ways to make gears. No offense, um, I will never ask you about gears. Good. Um, but I have a lot of other questions. Oh, I've got answers. The, How's the um, Prius? Oh, God. <laughs> it's actually not bad. It's parked right underneath a really nice oak tree right next to my big truck. Waiting for a lightning storm? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Are you waiting for a hurricane? Mm. Uh, no, but New York is. So. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, right. the, the, you know, the... One of the reasons I wanted to talk about this, why I called it discovery at the beginning of this, because entry into making or fabrication or woodworking or anything uh, is a discovery. You have to kind of figure out what you like. And in order to do that, you have to pick a project or, you know, uh, and start developing skills around the tools that it takes to build that project. And that's really the best way to enter this. And use what you have available to you. If it's YouTube videos, um, use that. If it's you know, if it's if you have a dad or an uncle or a cousin or a friend who is proficient with equipment and knows a little bit about it, you know, use them. Ask them. Um, so don't you know? Don't think you have to go out and spend ten million dollars to get started in woodworking. Uh, so just or fabrication or anything for that matter. If you want to weld, it doesn't cost that much to buy a really inexpensive. You know, uh, flux core welder and, and get started. Um, well, the key to this so, is the same. I mean, the key to success in this is the key, the same key to success in anything else. It's you got to have little wins. I mean, you just got to you got to yeah. do a thing that you accomplished that you build on. I mean, that's just. Yep. I I did this, whatever that thing is. You know, somebody says, "Hey, I'm yeah. going to be a woodworker. What should I go get?" Well, pick something you want to make that you're going to love when it's finished, and then. That pride turns into confidence. That confidence turns into bigger things. And then one day you wake up and you've got a garage full of tools and you can make anything if yeah. that's what you want. I mean, you may not want that. You may only want to build that, um, you know, candle holder or whatever your wife's on. Pinterest. <sighs> but, you know, I would just, you know, make the thing that's going to make you happy that you've completed it, whatever that is, you know, and then. There is zero excuse for you to not be able to find out how to make that thing. You can make up. There is a video on YouTube right now on how to make a friggin' bowling ball on a table saw, and that's <laughs> ridiculous. That. But it exists. Don't do that ever. Don't do it ever. <laughs> but so there is. You can make anything in the world, and there is a video online that will, or or an instructable or something that will give you the instructions, the tool list, the materials. 
anything you want to make. And if there isn't, you can ask a question somewhere, and an answer will come out like, like a like a fairy granted you a wish. So there's no excuse for you to not be able to build anything. I mean, it's just so make a thing that's going to make you proud when it's finished. Get a just get a little win. Just that little bit is going to carry you a long, long way. I mean, and and that doesn't just apply to this. That applies to everything. I mean, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. You know, I mean, that's just, you can't go anywhere until you take that first step. And, yep. you know, asking guys like us, hey, how do I get started? Um, that's the wrong question. The, the question is, I want to do this. How do I get started? Um, you know, you, you, if you don't have a goal in mind, you, you're you're not working towards anything you're wasting your time you know i mean it's just pick a thing you want to do because the making industry i mean we have i know people are professional seamstresses i mean like you know the thing to make you might need it you might need the greatest sewing machine that's ever been built i'm I'm telling you to go get a rigid table saw you know i mean we're we're just talking about two different sports so you got to know the thing you want to make before you can become a maker (laughs) it's just it's an unfortunate circumstance of what we do. You know, there there has to be an end product at some point. You know, so that's just um, and that applies to everything. So, yeah, I, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say it applies to everything. Like, if you walked up to um, a singer and said, "I want to do music. How do I get started?" Like, that sounds like a silly thing to say because they're like, "Oh, well, do you want to be a singer or do you want to you know play the guitar?" But in reality, like saying like I want to I want to be a woodworker. What do I need to buy to be a woodworker? Like it's kind of the same question because it's such a it's such a broad thing. Like I think that a lot of people just think of woodworkers as like you own a table saw and a chop saw and then that other one with the other saw with the thing and the hammer. You know, it's like you start table <laughs> saw and then you just kind of like peter out because you don't really know what you're saying because you're just you're just kind of going off of an idea. Like, oh, you want to be a carpenter? Here's a hammer. Like, that's all you need. That's how you be a carpenter. Like, you know, we have these kind of built-in ideas of what things mean. But, you know, you don't, I think that you don't start out by saying, I want to be a woodworker or I want to make furniture. It starts by saying, I want to build a table or I would like to make a chair. And after you've done that thing or at least started it and realized that you absolutely hate it, then you say, okay, yeah, I like this. I want to make another thing, maybe a different thing this time. Maybe I want to be a woodworker. But if you've never done it at all, you don't really know. So just That's why we call it discovery. Yep. It's, you know, and the nice thing oh. about <laughs> Right, right. The nice thing about woodworking or making or whatever is it is a discovery. It's like anything we do. It's like I'm Jesse, you're a concert violinist, you know. Uh, you started out wanting to play the piano, is that right? I did. Jesse well, yeah. I wanted I wanted to play the piano, um, but right. my sister's piano teacher said, you have terrible hands. Uh, he said it very nicely, but what he meant was, you have terrible hands and you will never be a pianist. Um, why don't you play the violin? Because you can have terrible hands and play the violin. And so I was like, fine. <laughs> well, the, that's the discovery part. Sometimes things just don't work out. So if you have a love for music or woodworking or whatever it is, uh, maybe building high form Matt Carmona pieces isn't your shtick. Maybe there's something else in that realm that works for you. So it's a discovery. Everything we do is a discovery. I mean, it's not just woodworking. So, you know, start with one thing 
and and don't you know and, and do the best that you can at it and that's going to lead to other things whether it's okay this isn't for me or i like this let me try something new what will end up happening is you'll find a niche inside of uh, of the maker world that really fits what you like to do and you're going to learn as you go along that there are things that you like to do more than others are build more than others as you progress through this and you know you can focus on those things and that there will tell you what kind of equipment what kind of things you need to have around there's some guys that absolutely love nothing but hand tools and they do i mean i don't understand why but that's what they do and more power to them because they create some beautiful things and they enjoy the time that they spend doing it and that's really where the value is mm -hmm. so um it's a discovery the whole the whole process is and um you know when you when you start talking about you know this don't go to the um, to the you know the concert violinist and say hey I want to learn music say hey I would like to learn how to play this or I want to try this and and then find your way you know find your way through that um, you're going to go through some frustrations you're going to go through some learning curves and it's going to take a little time just like anything does nobody learns to 3D model overnight and that's why so many people quit because they get frustrated they try to step ahead of where they're at. And that's really one of the worst mistakes you can get into when you're doing anything is try to step ahead of where you're at. So be comfortable where you are and just, um, you know, discover what you enjoy about it and, um, you know, do the best that you can and, and enjoy the process. Don't don't get frustrated. By well, the way, the get, uh, the Google search easy woodworking projects results in two, uh, 22,800,000 results. So... Uh, I'm sure you can find something out there. I'm in like 12 of those videos. <laughs> that was a different search. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you said easy, oh, right? Geez. Yes. Oh, yeah. Joel, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts? Well, you know, if, if you're going to if you're gonna start, I would say build a swing. It's a, it's a plank <laughs> with four holes in it and some rope. I, th I think it's a fantastic project. And there's a really useful. great video out on That's YouTube a great about idea. building a swing. Well, it's it's either in your, you know, for a tree or in the bedroom. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, wherever, wherever it comes in handy. By the way, trees um, a lot easier to mount to. Just FYI. Right. <laughs> and the timing when they fail is yeah. not as bad. <laughs> Uh, also, interesting note, and uh, in, in maybe more so than anything else, uh, I, and I will tell you this because what I know about welding could fit in a small thimble, but <laughs> I, having used really nice machines and used really crappy machines, the difference between the flux core crappy machines and the nicer machines where you get into gas oh, shielding yeah. and and, and uh, hardwire and even dual shield flux core stuff. Um, it, it makes the experience amazingly better. Yep. Like just just immediately a pleasure instead of getting splatter and burnt hands and shirts and everything else. It's, there's, there is, it's great to start off with a small little MIG or flux core MIG um, but if, if you can scrape together something with a gas bottle on it, go wild because it's it's a it's a whole different experience. Buy the it's best like, that you can. Absolutely. Right. right. It's it's like it's it's like, gee, I want to make breakfast, so I'm going to make oatmeal, or I'm going to go the cheap route and fry bacon naked. 
So <laughs> it's it a begins. dangerous game, but the payoff <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> but but yeah, oh there's. I mean, there's find find. I think defining the project is is a big one. Researching how the project's built, uh, researching what tools are going to be used for it, um, and for God's sakes, don't buy a dovetail jig. I see more dovetail <laughs> jigs at garage sales and Craigslist than have actually ever been produced. I think when two of them meet, they mate, and they make a third. Uh, for whatever reason, everybody's like, oh, that's awesome. We well, get I a think machine. Pe- people fall in love with the idea of dovetails, oh, yeah. and but it's also like you can look at it and you understand what what it's doing. Like, I see what you're doing there. I could probably do that. And it's not really that simple. And I actually thought that I would be really into making dovetails because I like doing, you know, repetitive motions and being very detailed. But then I discovered that I can't cut a straight line. Yeah, no, it's true. I I discovered I I can't cut a straight line with a circular saw. And I was like, maybe I should just keep on using this machine until I can figure out how to cut like an almost straight line. If you're using a circular saw for dovetails, you might want to try a different YouTube channel. Was I doing it wrong? I don't know. You're watching Izzy's videos again. I was going to say just for... I've done that, just so you know, Mike. (laughs) Of course you have. Why not? Really? Have you? Yes. Oh, my God. So, (laughs) yes. No, I just... uh, All right. Yeah, I'll just shut up now. No. So, so I, and this is where I will, again, slightly disagree, which is if you define what you want to do, um, there is a starting point for that. Um, maybe it's not Matt Cremona's amazing, sexy secretary desk. Um, but, but maybe working on the drawers for one, maybe, maybe figuring out how, how the dovetails, how, how that mathematics works right. for figuring out final form is not a horrible starting place. You need a chisel, you need a coping saw, and, uh, you know, you've got, you, you need uh, $30 worth of tools to start on that thing. And four yards worth of walnut, because you're going to throw most of it you, away. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to make it in walnut your first try. You can certainly make it out of pine. Um, God will hate you, but you can you've, do it nonetheless. all the wrong things in this episode. Yeah. So no no I'm just telling you there there there's a whole world where people did not make f- yard furniture their first go around there it's it's not, not knowing how to use a skill saw does not relate to to making a dovetail or something finer or or different style um, it would be like listen I'm really good with clay so I should be fine popping this bag of popcorn because I know right. how to use a microwave. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, some things do relate, some things don't. Um, but in general, I think a lot of people want the same project. So putting them off in one area and say, yes, go build that stool. Um, it will be your stool sample. And then move on. And, and then you can create the Chesterfield, you know, um, after 42 years. But sometimes, you know, somebody might want to just figure out how to make a pretty frame. And f- making frames is a completely different style woodworking um, yeah. because the joinery is actually very simple, but but very uh, precise, and it requires a different set of tools. In fact, some of those don't require any power tools at all. Um, 
they're actually slicers for wood, um, mm -hmm. meant specifically for frames. So it's so again, the project defines the thing. The research helps you master it, and and only by doing it do you get the 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 actual physical know-how, how your fingers work, how your brain reacts to those things, how your eyes see the measurements, and uh, that will lead you to hopefully the finished product that you want to learn how to do. And Jessie said something earlier that was interesting. She said she likes doing repetitive, precise things, which is really cool when it comes to woodworking in general because um, learning a tool requires muscle memory. You know, and it, you'll once you get to using it more and more and more, uh, you'll get to a point where you can use it more efficiently and get the straighter lines and be more accurate and um, and cut dovetails with a circular saw or a chainsaw for that matter. But before I was so rudely interrupted, I wanted to say I tried both of those things and they turned out horrible. Just don't do it. It's not worth the time. So, but, um, you know, so back to this whole thing of discovery. Um, you know, this is really cool place in a, uh, not just, you know, just not just the making side of things, but the community side of things and, and woodworkers in general and uh, makers in general are some of the most generous, uh, giving people I've ever met in my life. And if you want to learn something, um, ask, you know, uh, find somebody who, uh, who does. And if you're not comfortable using a circular saw, uh, find somebody who, who does know how to use it and ask them and then go out and practice, you know. Make those bad cuts, but make sure you put a good blade in, and then you get better. Well, and, and also, it just takes a little time. There are um, there are are places you can go. I'm not even talking about maker spaces, but um, there is a uh, like I don't want to say artist community. There there are studios. There's um, in Lowell, Massachusetts. There's the Western Avenue Studios, and there's all kinds of people in there. There there is this huge complex. Um, like I have a friend in there who welds and I have a friend in there who um, carves spoons and makes cutting boards um, but there's a guy that I met there who has you know his cutting boards and his little end tables and stuff and and uh, he's probably I'd say mid 60s to maybe early 70s and and he, it, everything that he's made in there just you can tell he put a lot of effort into it a lot of care went into it he's very proud of his things and and uh, so I was just chatting with him, being like, yeah, you know, I, I do a lot of very simple form stuff. And he was just so excited that someone wanted to talk to him about it. So like, if you're, if you're ever at a craft fair or, you know, a flea market and someone has their handmade things out there, you know, you can talk to them about it too. Odds are, especially if they're a person who is, you know, maybe your parents' age or your grandparents' age, they get excited when a younger person shows interest and uh, it can it can create some really great conversations. Like I talked to this guy for like an hour. That's awesome. Awesome. And speaking of talking for an hour, <laughs> here we go. Um, yes, we have uh, we have been about an hour and fifteen minutes into this little uh, conversation. But um, yeah, I would just say that I mean uh, one thing that that uh, I would take away is you have four people. Um, with four not very different opinions, but somewhat different opinions on how you need to get started. And that process is going to be individualized for every single person because every circumstance and every project is going to be different. So, right on. you know, how do you get started? Get started. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, there, there is no blueprint for how to do the thing you want to do because there is 
there is no limitations and there are no boundaries to what you can or can't do um, depending on how much you want to invest in it. So, I mean, it's an invest is not necessarily just money. It's time, energy, um, creativity. I mean, there's a lot that goes into um, you know, be, becoming what you want to be. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, you'll, if you ask five different people, you'll get seven different answers. I mean, it's just the, uh, it's the way it is. Cause my answer next week is probably going to be different than the one I gave today because, uh, <laughs> well, we all know that if you just, uh, you know, get a couple of different grits of sandpaper and, uh, four by eight CNC, um, you'll do just fine. Ooh, oh yeah. That's where you, you guys start. Did you guys know, did you guys know that the uh, number on the grid of sandpaper, what it means? It means it, it, each number as it goes up, it means the longer the amount of time you have to spend sanding. I thought it meant like the higher the octane, it's like gas, right? Like there's like 87 and... There's you know, a lot of gas here. Yeah. That's for it, sure. it actually, I think it actually means the number of uh, granules per inch, square inch, but... Uh, I, I like the the whole longer you got to sand. So if you're sanding with like 300 grit, you're going to be there for a while. 6,000 grit. Oh. Oh. Well, then you're getting into powder. And if you're not, <laughs> then then you might as well just be using pocket holes again. Just, yeah, you know. I think Izzy could just rub his hand across the surface of it and then that would, that would sand it more than anything else. Wait, hang on. I'm thinking about Izzy rubbing his hand. <laughs> alpaca fur thongs baby mm. did it just get delicious in here no sorry um so uh let's start with our uh uh ladies first even though she's not a lady or a woman she's a woman the woman the, the woman the woman, the woman. <laughs> yes and again for those of you that weren't here for the conversation before the podcast, hate it for you. Um, you missed the inside joke that prompted pretty much most of this podcast. Basically, so. we had a contest, and I narrowly beat out Joel to be the woman. It was. It was really close. It involved, it involved arm well. wrestling and tutus, and the rest were bound to not speak of. But yeah. uh, Jesse, to, to to be fair, I didn't object to that either. By the way. <laughs> And we knew you wouldn't. Yeah, you were a gentleman about it. The biggest objection you had is, you mean I have to wear some type of pants? I was like, yeah, sorry. Uh, No, pants are optional. A tutu tutu. is not pants. A tutu is pants. Aren't they always? Nope. A tutu is just the frilly thing that goes around you. It's just a, it's a hula hoop, basically. Izzy Izzy is usually the frilly thing that goes around me. Oh. 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 Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) No, I was going to say, my mom listened to the last episode that I was on. Oh, God. And she went Oh, God. She got so excited. She's like, I downloaded it onto my iPad so I can take a walk and listen to it. And I'm like, okay, it's better you're not, you know, in the house while that happens. What's What's her name? Her name is Sherry. Sherry. And she is the nicest woman on the planet. So you know. But so she comes back from her walk, and I was like, "Did you finish the episode?" And she goes, "No, but I I just stopped it at the part where that one guy said something about sitting on a corduroy couch." I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, Oh. barely getting into the meat of it at that point. (laughs) (laughs) But. uh... All right, so All right, we got we got to get out of here, guys. So, were you were you getting ready to tell people they could find you on a corduroy couch? I don't I, something can, like that. Where can people uh, look you up and find your things? 
Uh, you can find me on YouTube. My handle is iJessup or on Instagram, also iJessup. And I'm having someone look at my website and she's taking her sweet ass time. It's my sister. Mm. So don't look at that right now. But uh, yeah, YouTube and Instagram is where I usually am. What's the German word for iJessup? Is that is that a thing? It should be a thing. Ah, I stumped. learned this. Oh, we'll I tell you about it. that in the next episode. <laughs> Stay tuned. Right, yes, she will be back. Mr. Joel. Yes, sir. Uh, tell the kind people where they can find you. Well, you can find our fine products at Missing Digit Woodshop at missingdigitwoodshop.com. You can uh, find my sexy and silky voice on the Maybe podcast. Mm. Uh, and you can find that on iTunes where you'll be directed to leave a uh, review. Five star. <coughs> Sorry. Five star <clears throat> review. And uh, that's that uh, above all else should be your mission in life. Uh, dovetails or not. By the way, we pay people for five star reviews. We do. We, we pay do. them we with have free podcasts. We do. Mm-hmm. We Well, we also have the shiny nickels. Oh, yeah. I forgot about so those. So we have the shiny nickels. We throw them at you, but... Uh, but yeah, we out have of, shiny nickels. Yeah, out of a you know slingshot, not shooter. Yeah, uses a oh, quick yeah, return yeah. device. So. Well, it's, Izzy, it only takes Izzy seventeen dollars to get across the country, so he's usually the one we send. <laughs> yes. Izzy, where can they find you? Well, if you're oh, looking. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Yes, well played. <laughs> Uh, if you're looking for me, I'm not hard to miss. You can find me at uh, IzzySwan.com. Everything Izzy's over there. And I want to encourage you to check out uh, Joel's website. Uh, Christmas is coming. He has a lot of really cool stuff over there. That's very um, kind, sir. No, I, I've, I've actually been hanging out on your website, checking it out a little bit. And um, a lot of cool That's stuff all over the- there. Very okay. reasonably priced. So um, go check it out. Well, and Joel has a lot of gifts that you just, they're things that you look at and you go, God dang it. Like this is, that's something I should have made and, but I don't have to because they'll ship it directly to my door for a reasonable amount of money. Right. So, yep. but, and if you're not, and if uh, I wanted to uh, come in and say, if you're not following I Jessup on YouTube, uh, you should be, because she's not only a woman, but she is the woman. Oh, and she's been doing it for two years now. Yeah. Old hat. Old hat. I wear my old Old hat hat. and everything. Yeah, where's the old hat? Mm -hmm. You wear a hat. By the way, I just wanted to say to those of you who are sick of this, uh, oh my God, who the hell cares sound effect, there's other podcasts because uh, something tells me it's going to be around. (laughs) So, the. uh, Oh boy. Hey, Mike, where can they find you? They can find me at maybe I've said too much.com. The soothing sounds of Mike Laffey playing uh, at least weekly. Or not, um, you can uh, look us up on the uh, social medias at Maybe Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, leave comments, leave five star reviews on uh, on the uh, the iTunes or the Google Play or the whatever you silly kids are into. But uh, get out there and make it happen. The reviews apparently help us tremendously. Um, we're up to 17 full-time listeners. 18. 18. 18. So yeah, so 18. every time you there's, leave a five-star the, review, well, it depends because 
there's that that new German guy, but I think we've insulted his language enough. Well, either yeah. that, or he's going to tell all his friends, and they'll hate listen to us, which you know oh, I'm in favor of. That's what we need: some controversy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Can we get some hecklers? We need. I hecklers. mean, besides Mike. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> hey, listen, somebody's got to be the uh, that guy. I mean, you know, you did it for the pot for the uh, pocket hole episode. Yeah, that's true. I figure I'd be the uh, the heel today. That guy. But uh, thank you so much, everybody. Jesse, thank you for spending some time with us. And uh, Thank you, Jesse. Always we, a pleasure. Thank you, Jesse. We, we always enjoy having you here, and we apologize profusely for every time we make you do it. So. <laughs> yep. But uh, that's it. Kids, it's been fun. Um, thank you to everybody who's listened all the way through. You sadistic, terrible people. Stop hurting animals. But uh, we will catch you guys around on the, uh, the next episode. Did you guys uh, catch that? Did you guys catch that bumper sticker moment of Mike's? You know, how do I get started? Start. I got shivers. I really have to pee. Hmm. On that note, have a good night, everybody. 